1: what is going on rush nation welcome back to fast action friday i am lewis as always and i'm delighted to be joined by rob and we have a bumper of thanksgiving games to get through from last night happy thanksgiving to any of our american viewers of course and anyone else who celebrates it really but uh rob how you doing mate
0: very well um i was I kind of feel like I've um, missed out here because we had our family Christmas last weekend and now we've got Thanksgiving after Christmas and then we've got Christmas coming up so it's I'm a bit confused like this week's been a bit all over the place but yeah I'm feeling good and it was it was great to have so much football last night and uh, I'm I'm excited to talk about it. How are you doing?
1: Yeah I'll, I'm doing all right mate and um just... To touch on before we start, it's been a rough week for one of our own in the UK fantasy football community, um, Matt Cullen. You you might know him from Twitter as Q84 underscore FF. And unfortunately, he lost his dad a week ago. Um, who was on his annual trip to Berlin, same thing he always does and unfortunately passed away. So we've been doing a little bit of fundraising. I've set up a GoFundMe page, um, to help repatriate his dad, get him back to the UK. And you can find the link to that on Twitter or X. Um, if you search for me or for Matt himself, the links there, readily available, Jack Humphrey, as anyone who's donated, you can join a DraftKings contest. Stick a fiver in if you've got it, maybe join that. You can get two Wembley tickets for next season, Um, Mm. the UK games. Murph has got a couple of um, competitions going on as well, and you can win some amazing prizes just for a small donation to that. The good news is, amongst all the bad, is we're nearly at the £5,000 mark, which is what it's going to cost just to get Matt Stad home. Um, we're at four and a half grand roughly now and it'd be great for him and his family to not have that stress. After everything Matt does for charity as well, Mm -hmm. he's the commissioner of the JTT Cup that's raised 16 grand the last three years and he deserves our help, I feel. Absolutely. Like,
0: there's just so much uh, generosity being shown for such a generous guy. Um, Matt has been incredible you know in his presence in in the fantasy community as well like in not just on on twitter but at live events and i, I think it's been well, it's been really heartwarming to see all these people come out in 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 his support in in such a tough time for him and um i, I was ha- absolutely happy to donate it. and um yeah like we we've, we've we've been doing the right thing and the fantasy community is just, just such a generous group of people it's it's been lovely to see
1: yeah, absolutely. It's been absolutely fantastic. And um, I mean, hopefully by tomorrow, maybe we'll we'll be there. We'll have the five thousand pounds needed to help repatriate his dad. But for now, let's crack on to a bumper edition of Thursday night Thanksgiving throwback. So we'll start off with the early game, and the Packers beat the Lions. The Lions was leading the division. Um, me as a Vikings fan, I'm very happy to see this. Strange one, be uh rooting for the Packers a little. It sounds dirty even saying it, but a 29-22 victory. Three passing touchdowns in a great performance for Jordan Love. I've never been his biggest fan, even coming out of college, but... The Packers were down quite a few key players. Aaron Jones, um, probably the marquee name out of those guys, but Green Brace sprinted out to a great start. There was a fumble return touchdown as well. The Lions did rally in the second half, but it weren't quite enough. Particular offensive highlights include David Montgomery running in another touchdown, Tucker Craft finally getting the touchdown he missed out on last week, and Sam Laporta. Finally, getting his rookie season back on track with a very long touchdown.
0: Mm. There was a, there was a little bit of controversy uh, about that fumble return touchdown. Um, there was a lot of different angles looking at it. it took a long time. Uh, I, I reckon there were still some some Lions fans out there who were saying it, well, it shouldn't have been a touchdown. Um, but you know you, you just got to go with, with how it goes. And the Lions continue a terrible streak. Um, I saw him um, something on on X that they the Fox News team had actually got a turkey for the Thanksgiving game, but they'd see it, the Lions logo on the side of it, expecting the Lions to win. <laughs> um, and obviously that didn't happen. So they had to get rid of that turkey. Uh, and then Greg Olsen apparently ate the, the backup one. So, <laughs> so <little> good news <laughs> for Greg um, and Fox really dro- dropping the turkey on that one. Um but yeah, quite, quite a, a great game. Obviously great for you. It keeps the division wide open as well with Justin Fields coming back in Chicago um, and the, the Vikings really bouncing back from losing Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins going on IR. Josh Dobbs seems to have really uh, come in and revitalised that game. Kirk Cousins, you wouldn't have ever seen him rush for that much or score rushing touchdowns. And now you've got someone who's just a, de- a deadly, he's a deadly weapon in that backfield.
1: Yeah, he's, he's um, changed the whole dynamic of the off offence, I think, and it's a bit different probably for Kevin O'Connell as well, calling the plays and things like that, knowing that he's got someone that's not only can use his legs, but willing to, because I, I don't know if you've seen the other week that touchdown he scored and he, he span out of one out of way of one defender and he, he's just, he's got a nose for the end zone, hasn't he? With his mm-hmm. legs, and yeah it, it's fun to watch it's definitely fun to watch
0: absolutely and i know he's known as the the astronaut due to his work with nasa but maybe he should be the astronaut. you know <laughs> using, using his legs that much um you're I on fire Jeff, I, I know there's plenty more when those came from i think um yeah. let's have a have a talk about the second game so the cowboys uh, went up against the commanders uh and with the um, offensive performances that the cowboys have been putting up you kind of had a feeling they could go one way However, this game was quite close between the two um, for a long time in this game. Washington were only 10 points away at the end of the half, and there were no points in the third quarter. So that was 20-10 to 10 at the end of the third. And then the Cowboys, they cleaned house with 25 unanswered points, uh, including another pick six, and that is a record-breaking fifth pick six this season for Duran Bland to cement the route. There's other offensive players out there who haven't even scored that many touchdowns this year and duran bland is you know back in it's six a week from the looks of things so uh yes. it's already caught jack del rey his job as the commander's uh defensive coordinator that's that's how uh surprising and and um uh, you know this fourth quarter came about after being so tight uh offensive highlights in this game included the four touchdowns for dak passing um it's love to see him getting you know a, a good fantasy return from how well he's been doing this year, um, Rico Dowdle got that uh, passing touchdown, um, receiving touchdown. CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Cavonte Turpin as well. I feel like Michael Gallup might have been the only one who missed out there. Um, but they got they they were the recipients. Tony Pollard he got a running touchdown to get his season back on track. There's been quite a lot about if he's going to be getting a shared backfield with Dowdle, but I think he's he's trying to pull away from that now. On the other side, Sam Howell ran into the touchdown for the Commanders, but aside from Curtis Samuel's triple figure yardage, there wasn't a whole lot else to write about in the commanders. Um I, I like Sam Howell. I said he was going to be a flex of the week at some point in my preseason um predictions because he was featuring below that that top list of quarterbacks, and I think Eric Bienamy has helped him out, but you know, there's just a lot of turnovers and uh there was only one interception from him in this game. It's it, you do have to wonder what, what's going to happen if, um, if Ron Rivera goes, will this will they stick with Sam Howell if, if they can't deliver in divisional games?
1: And I think that's the issue. If, um, Ron Rivera really likes Sam Howell, but he has low draft capital, and maybe he's got one more season there, if mm. even if there's a new head coach because of the price, he's a very low contract, and um. They shipped off Chase Young, didn't they? And they're making some moves on defense and things like that. But I'm a big um, Sam Hout fan, and I have been since college. And, I mean, it's a funny one. But as you said, great to see Dak actually um, answering a lot of critics and things like that, because the Mm -hmm. last three weeks, he has been pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, a lot of fantasy trade requests for their, uh, the offensive skill players in the Cowboys at the moment. I think people people know, people can see it's all starting to come together, and uh, I know that there's been a lot of seasons in the past where the the Cowboys have gone thirteen and three, you know, fourteen and two, and then they've just absolutely conked out in the playoffs. You know, they're, they're still losing games to genuine contenders, but I think the key is that they are pounding on these weaker teams and. It's a sign that if they're getting things right across the field, across the offense, and on the defense, for, you know, with with a lot of the points and the low scores, they, they could be fancied. They could be fancied.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, C.D. Lamb has really stood up as well, hasn't he? Now, mm-hmm. it, like Dak and his report now is probably as best as you can get in the league in terms of a quarterback and a wide receiver at the moment. Mm. and he's probably up there in the the top two or three wide receivers you can ask for in fantasy as well. But moving on to the late game and the San Francisco 49ers, they beat the Seahawks. Another divisional matchup, 31-13, and it was a closer game on paper, I think, compared to previous games, but it was a really bad night for the Seahawks. They also scored third pick six in three games. Weird to think that the defense scored more points than the offense on this occasion. But mm-hmm. offensive highlights include Christian McCaffrey running two touchdowns. The um, I think it was the second one, and he, he was just bouncing off everybody. And mm-hmm. prime Christian McCaffrey, he was fantastic, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. um, Debo and Ayuk. They were fantastic as well in this game. But Brock Purdy, the, the sort of jury's out a little bit on him now. I think he's been doing all right. It wasn't his best games, but the offense has had enough versatility to keep them on track for somewhat easy victory, really, in the end. Yeah,
0: the the pressure is off. I think since has come in, I think the pressure has been off for Purdy to deliver consistently mm-hmm. and when he has he's been excellent and when he hasn't like say there's there's a safety blanket there of of a world-class running back to help him out and and uh, you know collective parts um plus you know that the 49ers uh, absolutely lethal up front now with that uh, with with Nick mm. bosa and chase young like <laughs> there's there, there must be some terrified uh offensive coordinators thinking how are we going to deal with these players um, especially the, the, the you know the Rams and the Cards and and the Seahawks, we we'll have to face them twice a year. Uh, absolutely brutal stuff.
1: Yeah, you don't want it. You absolutely do not want it.
0: Right. Shall we get on to some injury report? Let's go. So. After such a bumper edition of Thursday Night Throwback, let's get through some really quick uh, um, injury reports here. So, Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett both came out of the game last night fairly banged up. There was question marks as to whether Gino was even going to start because there, were, there was worries about um, some of his throwing actions. Um, they did play, I believe. It, they didn't do very well, but they played. Um if that's something to watch out for in the future games, though. Um, Martin Brown didn't practice on Thursday for Arizona. And I believe my, um, potentially our young rookie, Wilson, as well. might Michael Wilson? He might also be one yeah. to watch um, for lacking of practice and quite being questionable. So keep an eye out there. Uh, Zay Flowers also didn't practice on Thursday as well. So um, with Odell Beckham's questionable practices... You really have to look at who's going to be left in that um, Ravens uh, passing offense, you know, in in the in the receiver room when it comes to their game with the Chargers. So keep an eye out for those players. Uh, T. Higgins has been ruled out again. Uh, Still no IR for him. So that's going to be Tyler Boyd and um, Chase uh, without their third leg. So uh, it's it's tough. Trenton Irwin's there as well. Uh, Can they rely on the tight ends? I wouldn't say so. but with with Jay Brown and throwing the ball, I don't think you can really you know put an arrow up on any players if one of them is missing. Um, just 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 watch out for the the Bengals passing offense this week.
1: Yeah, it's really play it by here with the Bengals. Um, T Higgins could turn out to be a league winner eventually because he hasn't been put on IR for a second consecutive week and the hope is probably he returns in the next game or two mm-hmm. just in time for the fantasy playoffs. If Jake Browning manages to get something going, I mean, we've seen Josh Dobbs do just fine um, with Arizona, but yeah, Noah Brown, he's been trending in the wrong direction again, and he has now been ruled out as well for Sunday. He obviously had a fantastic week the other week and he's out. So CJ Stroud against the Jaguars is missing another key weapon. Um, Well, one of his top three anyway. Kieran Williams likely returns to the LA Rams backfield this week. So this is some good news from the injury report, right? He's been on IR. He was absolutely smashing it before. Darrell Henderson's been waived, I believe, as well. Yeah, Um, sad news
0: for a lot of my fantasy teams, that.
1: Yeah, I I did nab him on a few waivers over Royce Freeman. But this could be needed um, for the offense as a whole with Cup being limited this week. Cooper Cup's obviously, he was banged up last week, and he's been limited this week in practice. So Kieran Williams returns. And now the big news. For a lot of first overall pick fantasy managers, if you lucked out on your random draw or if you was the worst team or whatever, however you do your order, if you had the first pick this year, you likely went Justin Jefferson. He could return for Monday Night Football against the Bears. So, what are you doing if you've got him on your roster, Rob? Are you um, well, sticking him in in the flex position and hoping, or what? What are you? It's a hard one, isn't it?
0: I think at this point of the year, depending on on the makeup of your teams, if you've suffered suffered tough with injuries this year, you, you have to put him in. Like, even if his production's lower, like if you've got no, no other options, put him in. He's an elite talent, and it hasn't. He didn't come back after four weeks. They held him off a little bit longer to make sure he was fully fit. And now they've put him in. And the Bears are, you know, are fairly tough. They intercepted Jared Goff three times last week, mm-hmm. and that's something that we need to watch out for for Josh Dobbs because you know Josh Dobbs. I think the good thing about Josh Dobbs is he will try and run himself out of situations. He won't. He won't put it into a silly area. Yes. So I think that's good. Um, I think if you put him in. should get something and i think this is better news for addison and if brandon powell or kgr if kgr's bonds back um i think it's better news for addison um but uh, i think fantasy managers are just hoping that they're still in the chase to be able to put him in i think that's the
1: key thing yeah absolutely i completely agree with that one
0: right oh right let's get on to our third segment it is weak points So, um, after so many games this week, you'll find that we've got quite a lot of teams who have already played. And our first two um, teams in the week of quarterbacks have already played this week. And surprise, surprise, they didn't do very well against the quarterbacks. Uh, Number one on the list, the Washington Commanders. They conceded four touchdowns to Dak Prescott last night. So, they're top of the list. Second on the list is the Detroit Lions, who conceded three touchdowns to Jordan Love. Last night, so unsurprising that they are there. And you know, the proof was in the pudding, they got absolutely annihilated by the uh, the throwers. Uh, third on the list, Los Angeles Chargers, they conceded 20.9 fantasy points on average. So, if we're going off the history of the top two, then Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are gonna run wild on the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I mean, we sit in the top two, obviously, that went um as planned last night kind of thing. So the only thing that worries me a little bit is Lamar's um, receiving room. A few of them are banged up Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But weakest against running backs, the Broncos, they're at home to the Browns. So Jerome Ford, he's been pretty solid this season. And you've also got Kareem Hunt nicking a touchdown here and there. They're good plays this week. Your Panthers, Rob, not having a very good year yet again, but... They're against the Titans. So you've got Ty J Spears and Derek Henry. Although Henry has been questionable this week with an injury, we didn't mention it in the injury report, but we'll mention it now. And he hasn't been classic Derek Henry like we used to. So is it almost, are we almost knocking on the door for him to phase his way out now? Maybe. But the Seahawks, they're in third. We've seen Christian McCaffrey, two touchdowns last night, some big runs, and. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're good against running backs or not. If you're facing Chris, Christian McCaffrey, you, you're in for a long night.
0: Yeah, Swiss Army man all over. Um, and we were... You know, look what happens when we get rid of him. We lose our big players. We end up be, uh, being second worst in the running back position. Um, now, what, what do you think about this, Lewis? I saw Tyje Spears go for a first-round pick in a Dynasty League. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I think that's a bit uh that's a bit uh pretty that is i mean i definitely wouldn't pay it i'd accept it but i don't think i'd be uh willing to pay up that much
0: yeah Do what do you think happened next year do you think henry's gone or do you think he's still there and do you think spears takes the role What, what do you think
1: i mean i've not really looked at the uh Derek henry contract too much to even evaluate that really but um it's definitely something for Richie who used to be on the Dynasty show because I know he's big on contracts mm-hmm. and how he evaluates that into his Dynasty rankings and stuff. And I-, I will go and actually look at that afterwards. But if Henry might have a year or two if they've got an easy out, I would not be surprised with them, you know, with what they're doing, the Titans. And, yeah, I wouldn't be Because sure. TyJ Spears, he, I mean, he seems good as well, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So. We'll see what happens there, I suppose. Yeah, that's what dynasty is, isn't it? You've
0: got to speculate to accumulate. Um, Let's go on to the weakest against wide receivers. Uh, Top of the list, the commanders, um, who we saw get ruined by wide receivers last night. Three touchdowns, fourth position against the Washington defense. So they are rightfully top of the list. The Eagles—they are in second. So that is Stephon Diggs, that is Gabe Davis, and it is Khalil Shakir. And we think they could really do well here. Third on the list, we have got the Los Angeles Chargers. So they are third weakest against quarterbacks and third weakest against the wide receivers. Could this give us clues about how the Ravens will set their stall out? Um, Zay Flowers, obviously, is their one of their short yardage players? You know, great after the catch. But I would be keeping an eye out for Odell Beckham if he's back in the lineup. He seems to be uh, doing very well with um, getting that chemistry with Lamar. And, you know, it could be getting back to some classic OBJ.
1: I mean, it's great to see as well. Not just from a fantasy perspective, but just being an NFL fan to see OBJ out there on a Sunday and uh, starting to make a few plays and things like that. But we'll move on to weakest against the tight ends. And I do love a bit of a tight end uh, situation here. And we've got the Broncos. They're the worst against the tight end position. And one of the players I've been... He was one of my most highest-drafted tight ends, I think, overall. David who goes up against them. He was a safety valve for Dorian Thompson-Robinson last week. And I expect the same again. This is a matchup that suits that game. Mm-hmm. And... Like you say, it's, it's a nice little outlet for the rookie QB. Second and third, and this is fun because I think it's the first time I've seen it, Rob, and we've got the Texans against the Jags, and then we got the Jags in third playing the mm-hmm. Texans. So Evan Engram, Dalton Schultz, they could both do very well here. They're both very talented tight ends. They like finding the end zone. Engram hasn't been quite there after the addition of Ridley although Ridley's not done much himself but Zay Jones could be back as well but if Trev needs to look for a reliable option as we mentioned with Njoku Evan Engram's there isn't he so
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that should be a fun one for tight ends anyway
0: yeah I don't think we've seen like the 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 peaks and the troughs of whatever Evan Engram had last season I think he's been you know simmering on um I think he's been getting a fairly decent booty. Like you said, Ridley turning up. I think Zay Jones being out has, has helped Ingram a little bit. Um, that I think that Zay Jones injury is one to watch because if he's in, Ridley does well. If he's out, Ridley does not do well. Um, so it's funny to think that Zay Jones could actually be you know one to watch if you haven't got him in your team. It's a, it's a bit odd to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh... It's absolutely mental, like Zay Jones hugs the touchline and the um, sideline. Sorry, and it's a strange one, but you know, they're managing to get something done in Jacksonville. But let's crack on to the last portion of the show, and it is Flex of the Week.
0: So, um, I think the last one I uh, get on here was um, Kyle Phillips. Uh, a few weeks back, and he—I uh, feel he did pretty well in the game. I think he got double figures, which, uh, which is probably one of my highest performances of the year. So uh, I will count that one. Um, and let's hope my choice of flex of the week does just as well. Um, first of all, though, he has to actually play. So if he doesn't play, um, I'm, I'm going to go with what you've said. <laughs> so my flex of the week choice is Odell Beckham. So he's back to Thanksgiving with a bang. He is making waves in the Ravens team and. Unfortunate as Mark Andrew's injury is, it should help benefit Odell in his expanding role and help expand it further. So, if he doesn't play, I will be going with your pick. We'll have to we'll have to uh, go on. Oh no, you've got two. So you yeah. can co- you can co- you can co- you can cover the one I was going to go into. So which one was I going to go for if Odell so, is playing?
1: What- I mean, and the reason I added a second one is because of the second part of your one. So I think we're both quite high on Khalil Shakir this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, maybe we can put Khalil Shakir down for Pizzi to Just to keep Whoa, him in the no, 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 he's not here.
0: No, I'm, sure, I'm sure he would no. agree with
1: it as well. I'm sure he would. But, I mean, Khalil Shakir is probably one for a deeper league, maybe. But the Eagles are second worst against wide receivers, as we covered earlier. Diggs isn't very favorable lately. A few mm. outbursts on social media and things like that. Gabriel Davis is a big play guy. And but if Josh Allen can't hit him, Shakir could be open a lot. And if the run ain't work, I mean, I like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. So, um, let's say that that's our honorable mention and, um, P- Pitsy can like let us know in, in in a comments or who he has chosen. Um so that's our honorable mention. I'll say Odell. And who is your pick for
1: Flex of the Week this week then? So I'm sticking with the Ravens, but I'm going back to tight end Isaiah Likely. So okay. Andrews is obviously out and it is very unfortunate, but we've seen Likely's talent plenty in the past. Uh you know, he has all the numbers to back up the talent and everything like that. And it'll be a good move in the short game. Like we says, um, obviously, OBJ banged up, Mark Andrew's mm. out. There's room for someone else to join in in that passing game. And, you know, I, I think um, that's a worthy shout for this week, Isaiah Likely, if you got him. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think, was it week 18? Was it week 18 last year where he got a huge stat line um which which showed his ability and i think this year he's just been he's just been ticking along in the background he's not been overall fantasy relevant but he has been present and um so he he knows the play he knows what he needs to be doing um yeah i think i think he could be a good pick as well i've i've got him in uh, Scott scottish bowl this week i think i've put him in my lineup as, as one of my tight ends cuz you know tight end premium is big and if if bottom will go big to him then he, you got to stay alive. You've got to stay alive in the playoffs. And Isaiah Lightley could be the guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm out. But if I was in your situation, I'd absolutely be going for that because you have to go. It's like you're playing to take part or are you playing to win it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you're playing to win it, I'd rather lose now by going for a big shot like that, and rather than trying to play it a bit safe and then losing mm-hmm. the next round or whatever. And you know. Like you say, we've seen the talent. He had a couple of touchdowns, whatever, on one of the games last season. And with Andrews out, it's a massive, massive hole, especially mm-hmm. for Lamar. Like He's not known for slinging it downfield so much. And, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for likely to get in there, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: You, could almost, you could almost say that um, the Chargers being weak against the quarterback and against wide receivers might actually benefit the tight ends here as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm on board with that all day long, and uh, I think Khalil Shakir is another great shout. I mean, it's it's mental that we both mentioned him on there with, without even realizing, <laughs> and uh, you know, the potential shootout as well that game Eagles against mm. the Bills and could go down right to the deaths, and yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Bills run life support at
0: the moment. They they need to they need to do something.
1: Mm. And the Eagles are rolling hot. So it'll uh, be interesting. But I, th- I think that's about that for week 12, mate. And um, yeah, great to jump on and chop it up with you again. Absolutely.
0: And uh, I will be back next week. Will you be back next week?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm here next week. I am here next week. I don't Absolutely. think I am the week after. So we- we- we'll make the most of next week. Um, and we'll play it by here, I think. Let's do it. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. This will be available wherever you get your podcasts and whatnot. And until next week, keep on rushing.